People always ask me what type of marketing we do at the practice to see on average 165 new patients each and every month. And I always say the same thing, reviews. And more importantly, I rank high on Google. You may have heard me talk in the past about how my practice's website and Google search ranking has been the most beneficial element to my practice's growth. Well, I've been happily working with the same marketing person for the past four years, and now you can too. Relevance Online Marketing will take you from non-existence to the top of the pack using their revolutionary approach to SEO and pay-per-click advertising. No contracts, no BS, and only the results that you can take to the bank. So if you are looking for a marketing company that gives your practice the attention and care it deserves, look no further than Relevance Online Marketing. Mention Dental Practice Heroes and get your first month free, risk-free, with absolutely no obligations. Relevance Online Marketing will take your online marketing from zero to hero. Go to RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com and set up a demo today. That's RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com and gear up for some real practice growth. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of DPH Clinical. We're talking clinical today. I got the guys from Colorado Surgical Institute here, Dr. Tahir Dune and Dr. Dan Brisky. And we've got an alumni that has been through the courses, Dr. Will Burkhardt. He is a dentist out of the Boston area. And we're just going to kind of talk a little bit about his experience and, you know, working more surgical into his practice and how that worked from that standpoint. So I'm just going to pass the mic over to, to Hare here. You want to just take it from here to Hare? What's up? Yeah, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you having us back on. I'm actually really excited about this specific podcast we're doing because we really never get to hear from people who have come through the institute or through a training program and then what that looks like as a implementable thing in their practices. And I think Will here has uh, really showcased that, really implemented it. I've seen a lot of his surgeries, x-rays, and the cosmetic pictures. And I mean, it just looks great. And I think, Will, you've gone into it with the right philosophy in mind in terms of this transformational thing that can occur for your patients, but also your team. So yeah, I mean, Will, why don't you tell us your experience and kind of like what you've kind of gone through. And then I'm sure me and Paul will pick your brain and, and, you know, ask you a lot of questions. And maybe I'll pick your brain. So I was lucky enough to get to go to the course back in February of this year. So just maybe eight months ago. So it's not been that long. And I was already well on my way in my journey of doing teeth in a day all on X but was trying to like throw away the surgical guides because I was just frustrated having to have a patient get excited and then go from being excited about doing a case to waiting a month for a surgical guide to come back and then relying on the surgical guide to like really f- make the whole case work and then having it not work half the time where the guide just wouldn't seat perfectly and it would take me down the wrong path. So I was, I was really frustrated with teeth in a day because I just couldn't find the right workflow. And after listening to a podcast that Dr. Dune did, it was like, Dr. Dune had figured out the workflow that was fully digital and really same day. And I think you're calling it freehand, but it's not freehand. It's just, you know, a real focused way of doing this process so that you can do it same day and feel confident, not feel tied up with um, surgical guides. So it was just great. And now I have the confidence to, you know, meet a patient on Tuesday. And if they are ready and really invested in the process, I can literally treat them the next day and then deliver teeth that same afternoon, which we just couldn't do, you know, a year ago. We were just stuck. So, you know, Tahir unstuck me. It's just a bit of a huge confidence booster because the surgery skills were there. I just didn't have the workflow to make these patients really excited about same day teeth. So what was your previous workflow before, you know, learning from Tahir and Brisky? I mean, what, how, how would this work? Like you're sending, you mentioned you're sending out for a surgical guide. Why don't you just talk about what the workflow used to be? Yeah, the workflow, I think in a lot of most practices, because I don't 
Dr. Dune can speak more to like how common this iometric workflow is, but it used to be you take a CT, then you send it off to a surgical guide center that can create a surgical guide for a full arch case. And that would take two weeks to four weeks to get that back based on how busy, you know, COVID had created the workforce for that. And I would wait two to four weeks and I would get these cases back where I'd have a, a set of dentures with some holes in it and I'd have to place the implants exactly where the denture holes were essentially. And then you'd marry it all together at the end of the surgery if everything went perfectly. But half the time in surgery, things just don't go perfectly and you have to kind of react and think in the moment and make course adjustments as you're treating somebody. And those teeth just wouldn't fit anymore. So then you'd have to kind of MacGyver the whole process just to make it work so the patient would leave with a denture or something else that wasn't a great fit. So, I mean, it used to be very like hopes and dreams were there. And then an hour into the surgery, your hopes and dreams are crushed. And then you are running this marathon that you're just not sure if it's going to work out. But it, it always does because somehow as dentists or as surgeons, you can you always can make it work somehow. And it, it always meets the patient's goals because they're really not sure what to expect from the process. But now it's just such a, it's just a better process using the computers and these iometric cameras and working with designers that can give you instant feedback on how your case is going. It's a much better feel when everything's going right now. How did it feel before? Like when you, when you knew one of these surgeries was coming up on your, your schedule, I mean, what kind of things were, was there some like level of unpredictability that was going into it? Some nervousness that you're feeling since you're kind of, it sounds like you were pretty reliant on the guide. Like, were you nervous going into these? I felt like it was 50-50. I mean, I had done enough cases that I knew I could make it work, but it was like either 50% of the time it was perfect, and I was like, wow, that was a good one. And then 50% of the time within an hour, I was like, this is just going to be a long day. It wasn't a good feeling. You know, it was like, it was 50-50. It was either going to be a good surgery and everything was going to follow perfectly with a surgical guide or it just wouldn't seek quite right then the whole thing you just throw away and it's like, now I got to just make this work because the patient's in the chair, they're sedated and I have to you know, be the hero that is going to make this object work for me. So it was 50-50 and it was just very frustrating and then relying on FedEx. Like what if the surgical guy doesn't show up because this you know, FedEex got delayed and now I'm showing up at the office at 6 a.m. to wait for this guide so I can do the surgery at 7 or at 8 a.m. It was stress like that that you just don't want to worry about. Like my stress now is just really just aligning financing and once the financing goes through, there's just zero stress. And that's yeah, the, yeah. one of the major things that keeps people from wanting to do this procedure. It's the prosthetics. Like the surgery in itself is something that's doable once you have the foundational principles in place. But it's the prosthetic work. Yeah. Just being stuck on the guide, like having to have this whole workflow rely on a guide and somebody else's interpretation of what you want to accomplish. Yeah, I know what you mean about like the guide stuff. And and when I bought my cone beam, it was like, oh man, I'm not gonna have to think anymore. I'm just gonna like slip some uh, osteotomy drills through some holes, and it's gonna be a piece of cake. Right. And kind of what I found along the way was just they don't always work out like that. We call that at my office doing it live off of the. There's like a Bill O'Reilly clip from a really long time ago where he couldn't get the teleprompter working, and he's just ripping off his his coat, and he's going, "We're doing it live." It, we're doing it live. Yeah. And that's how I feel every time I use a guide. I'm like, I'm like, it, we're doing it live. I always get this thing and I'm like, yeah, here we go. Yep. And then, you know, it, it gets, it gets me started, but it doesn't get me all the way there. Exactly. Now, when, when you decided to go and take this course, what was the specific thing that kind of prompted you to do it? Was it, the, was it pretty much this workflow or was there something that you felt like you were lacking surgical skill wise that you wanted to improve on? I think because I, I did a big live surgery course, maybe six years ago that really got me comfortable with like more invasive surgery when you need to do it. And I felt like I hadn't done a brush up since then. And I really wanted to be 
in an office full of dentists all doing surgeries at the same time. So when I wasn't the operator, I could go from room to room and really just kind of see how people operate. Like, was I ahead of the curve, below the curve, you know, right where I needed to be? So it was just nice to be exposed to all kinds of surgeons all around me. And there's Dr. Brisky and Dr. Dune, and they're a certain level. And then there's people that are kind of figuring it out, and there's people that have no business being there. But that's that's where you get your experience. So I wanted to kind of level up to see if I was you know, if I had the authority or the credibility to be doing this, because besides just a lot of experience, I didn't go through a fellowship program or an oral surgery residency program. I've just kind of worked through this over the last at least nine years, just doing surgery by surgery by surgery by surgery. So it attracted me just to be in a room with people for three days and just doing these surgeries. I wanted to see if I could get myself in and out of trouble, but not actually be in trouble by taking on a full case without a guide and making sure I thought through everything the right way. And everything just kind of lined up. I like just verify that I was doing things the right way. Helped me. I'd never really dissected out nerves since I was in dental school, but they actually showed me how to like dissect out the mental if you chose to, which was just helpful to know. So you can actually see that landmark. And be like, yep, not going to go there, not going to go there. Yeah. So I mean, I just wanted to do. I hadn't been in a live course since COVID, and just being able to come out of COVID and to go into that course, it just gave me you know a sense of comfort and confidence again that I just felt like I needed as a boost to like step on the gas again with these surgeries. Now, I want to ask you how things have changed and how you feel like your your workflow has changed specifically in the more details, but given your impression of like, what was it like? Like, what did you go in there thinking and, and what was your experience? Going in there, I guess I was just, I was really nervous about planning a case and not having a guide to like lean on in a way, because actually doing it freehand, I really was worried that I'd be placing implants and they would end up at all different angles or different depths. And I, I wouldn't have precision like I was used to when I had something to lean on and step into. So I think I was just worried that I was going to be a surgeon that could place implants, but I couldn't place parallel implants or implants that were well-spaced or that I didn't do enough bone reduction. But they just kind of created this system of like, how to know when you've reduced enough bone, how to use certain lip rulers to know that you've given a patient a nice cosmetic result. Just a nice series of easy steps, nothing too complicated, but just you know, really how to know when you're ready for the next step, how much of a flap to reflect, how much bone to reduce, how to space the implants, how much load you need before you, or how much counter load you need before you can load an implant. Just all these little rules just to make sure you're okay to move to the next step before you get excited about loading up teeth. And did you feel like you were able to kind of push your limits a little bit since you were being supervised and you, you're at the course and were you able to try some new things that maybe you would not have been comfortable or maybe felt a little more comfortable doing at the course that you wouldn't do maybe in your own practice? Yeah, I'm, the teeth in a day, I'd already pushed my comfort level, so I kind of knew what I could do and not do with teeth in a day. But I went, I went there for teeth in a day and then lateral sinus lifts and then like dramatic bone augmentation just to really see how you would really beef up bone and like work in the sinus. That was out of my comfort zone, and that was very nice to see like, oh, this is the sinus. You can go into this space gracefully and exit it gracefully without causing a, a big trauma for the patient. And that was definitely out of my comfort zone, but watching how in and out of the sinus works, it was really nice to see. It was almost easier than every other surgery I've been doing on patients. So seeing that was really nice. Now, I, I love interviewing you on here because it's nice to hear from you know actual alumni students that have went through the courses. And if you could just talk a little bit about how is it different? What have you taken from this course? And, and just talk about the implementation and, and what you learned and how you've implemented it and now you're using it in your practice. So the iMetric is this device that's very helpful for the same day workflow of teeth in a day. So I had owned it for three months and I'd been using it, but I actually didn't know how to print teeth 
and then stain and glaze them to deliver them in the afternoon. So just bringing my assistants with me to be able to sit there and watch these prints happen and seeing them learn how to stain and glaze teeth so they could put these teeth in in the afternoon. That was um, something we'd never done. We were always waiting for it to come from a lab or we were retrofitting a denture. So that was probably like one of the biggest ahas for my assistant was seeing how it wasn't that complicated to print teeth and then just stain and glaze them so patients could leave with interim hybrids the same day that we printed versus somebody else. So that was a huge pearl that we took away because now my assistants love making teeth. And then just learning how to actually put these iometric scan posts in and then doing suturing around them so that your whole workflow can be in a bloody environment, but still come across to the person designing your teeth as a very clean environment to design teeth too. So actually seeing that done by somebody else versus seeing just pictures and videos of it was very helpful. Now, what about the lab bill? What about the lab bill? Yeah. So cut everything in half. So pre the course, it would cost nine to $10,000 all in with implants, parts, lab bills, designs, all that stuff. And now it's under 5,000, just depending on how many images I send back to the lab to redesign the person's teeth, depending on how styling I'm getting with the patient or how, how obsessed I get about little details. But it used to be at least 9,000. Now it's four to 5,000 per case. So, you know, $4,000 per case, it's saved. And do you feel like you're more excited going into these surgeries now with this new workflow? Is this a lot more fun than what you were doing previously? Yeah, I think it's just that immediate gratification that we all love. Like you meet somebody, you know, most of these people look like they have, you know, meth mouth, even though they may not have meth mouth, they just had a fear of the dentist and things got away from them. So to meet them on a Tuesday or Wednesday and then say, I can help you by next Wednesday or Thursday because I just do surgeries two days a week. So that immediate gratification of knowing you can help somebody and if they can make it work, you can help them in less than a week and they can just have a whole new life experience. That's the why, why you keep showing up hoping to meet these people every week. Tell the listeners, what does your practice look like as far as like, what, what is your typically, what does your typical clinical week look like? You mentioned you do surgery two days a week because I think a lot of people would love to do these surgeries more often and have more patients to do them on because they want to get out of the hygiene checking and, and they want to focus more on one patient and one big surgery. What does that look like for you in your practice? So it's that goal. So when I took this course, that that is the goal to get me down to two days of surgery a week and then kind of like two days of preparation for surgery almost because these people, some patients need a lot of follow-up. Like you could do the big surgery, but you still need to see them once a month for little adjustments and then follow up to get towards the final months later. So my ideal work week is two days of surgery and then kind of two days before that, just for general helping my practice out. Because in this work shortage period that we're all in right now, I only have one awesome associate and we're looking for another awesome associate and we're looking for other assistants to support us so we can expand. But we're kind of in this like crutch where I have too many patients that even though I want to refer them all to my associate, she can't handle the demand. So I think it's a, a two to three year track where I'm just being patient, being a surgeon two days a week and then still being a a super dentist, as you like to say, the other two days a week where I'm doing a lot of dentistry, but I still have to do that dentistry. Otherwise, I don't have anybody in my else practice to refer to. So I'm pleasantly happy with that, but just having to be patient because I just can't close down because I have no one else to refer to in my practice right now because I only have one associate because we've been having a tough time hiring the other dream associate to support me. But you know, I could live off of my two days a week, but the other two days a week kind of help my practice continue to grow and build. Now, do you want to share some um, contact info just in case your dream associate is listening right now oh. and they're like, oh my gosh, I want to work with this guy. He's so smart and he's got the surgical skills, everything he cuts is like butter. Oh, that is really nice of you. Yeah, go for it. So my contact information, you can just email me directly, will, W-I-L-L, 
Burkhart, B-U-R-G-H-A-R-D-T. That's my name. The practice is called Lux Smile, L-U-X-E-S-M-I-L-E, like a really nice smile. Lux Smile Dentistry. And you can just email me at theluxsmile at gmail.com and just say, you want to be a super dentist too, and tell me a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Well, I hope some people will reach out to Hair. Is there anything else you want to ask? From, from the perspective, Will, uh, people who are on the sidelines right now and thinking that they may or may not want to implement this, and is the ROI to learn a complex procedure and implementation to their practice, is it worth it? I guess, where do you think that they need to be from a clinical, professional standpoint before they consider you know, a full re- reconstructive course? Because obviously, you, you've walked the walk. Now it's what you have in your own practice. But where... Where do you think people need to be before considering full arch? I think it's super helpful to go through kind of what you guys have set up at Colorado Surgical, where they can kind of just come in as a green and a blue player and see where they are. Like, just come in to learn how to start placing implants. I've been placing implants for seven years aggressively, which means at least 100 implants a year. But, you know, that some people probably do more than that. And that gave me just a very good comfort level of, doing everything live, like Paul was saying, if I have to, or guided just because it's faster. Like I love doing guides for one or two teeth all day long because it takes me less than a song. I just snap the guide in, place the implant, the song's over, the patient's you know ready to take a final impression and we deliver it two months later. I love guided surgery for ones and twos, but when it's a full arch, the guides were just like inhibiting me. Like it made everything slower and I was just tired of that because I like to be efficient and fast and enjoy my like creative process. So I think you really have to be at the point where you could do surgery with your eyes closed, even though you shouldn't, for me. But I think coming to the course and like coming through it once and then coming back to it one more time once you've done one or two on your own, it can be really helpful. I, I kind of came to the course with a lot of experience. I just wanted to have a better way of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you touched on a yeah. good point. It's If you like guides for singles, they are insanely predictable they are very predictable to do when there's natural teeth on either side of the space. Uh, even sometimes doing a distal extension if you have enough stability in front of it. But when you get into the full arch world, guides are not predictable. So I'm glad you kind of touched on that as well. Right. From that perspective, I mean, we do have the wisdom teeth and single implant course. We also have a oral sedation and ID sedation course coming down the pipeline. Obviously you're, you're skilled, you're kind of past that, but you know, in the first seven years, would that have been beneficial at any part of the trajectory? Like when would you have potentially considered the hands-on course from either one of those perspectives? Yeah, I think if you can chip off one of those per year, it's just so helpful. So the live wisdom teeth course is super helpful. I went to Dominican Republic to do that a couple of years ago, and it was eye-opening just to really go about how you surgically remove those teeth. So I thought that was so helpful. So I would do that as soon as you can because it just is a building block to the things you want to be able to help your patients with. So wisdom teeth was a great course. I think complicated surgical extractions, those happen every week. And that's just a game changer for your patients too, where you don't have to refer them for these procedures that can be done in your hands, plus doing a graft and then setting them up for an implant four to six months later. So I think that's where I would start is just being able to kind of complicated extractions and grafts as step one then going into implants, and then going into, now I really enjoy this because, you know, teeth today is not for everybody. Sometimes you get into it and you're like, this is just way more stress that I don't enjoy. 
but some of us really enjoy that stress. Like it's kind of amazing to run a marathon, even though you want to quit the whole way. But then when you finish, you're like, I'm ready for the next one. And you just keep signing up for the next one. So this whole experience for me is like a marathon. I just love doing it, even though I'm exhausted every time I do it. Yeah. And it's, it's something to say about like, is there a right time to do it? Not really. It's you just have to get your feet wet and just get in there. Exactly. I mean, I took a course where learning how to place implants and then I went and I placed implants for like three years. And then I had went to another course where we went to another country and we placed a bunch of implants and I'd already been placing and I already had quite a bit of experience doing it. But when I came back from that course, I, I did so many more cases because I was so much more comfortable doing it. I was so much more confident presenting it. And it's just one of those things you can't, there's really no shortcuts. It's, it's like you just have to, you have to learn it. You have to put in the time. And, and when you take the course one year and you go back and you take another one, you always pick up new things. So I think there's something to be said about just always constantly learning and becoming better surgically. I mean, was that a, your experience, Will? Yeah, I mean, even now, like I took the course, I'm doing all these implants, and I'm still looking for like, do I go for a fellowship now? What what online course should I be taking to make sure I didn't miss something from the course? Because even though Dr. Dune and Brisky were brilliant, it's like, man, there's got to be even more information out there. It's like you, you don't ever stop because you're always second guessing that you're missing some protocol or technique that could maybe make the whole experience better. So yeah, I mean, you don't ever really get content in this whole process. But I'm very happy with what I've discovered so far. Awesome. So final question, if anyone's kind of on the fence and they're thinking about it, what would you say to them? I think if you could just, whether you're watching the videos or listening to the testimonies, you'll just hear everybody that goes to these, this course in particular, is just very happy. It's like nice to go to a, a course in your home country versus traveling abroad and just spending a day, two days, three days with dentists that are all in the same position of just like wanting to learn more and then learning from people that just want to give more. So Dr. Brisky and Dr. Dune were just so fun to be around for those days that they made the whole experience positive and uplifting. So yeah, it was just an all around great experience. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and talking to the listeners about your experience. Will. Uh, I really hope you get that associate. Someone's listening and they're going to be like, man, I, I want to learn from this guy. So thank hopefully you. someone reaches you out there, but thanks for sharing your experience and thanks for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you. Hey everybody. This is Dr. Dune from Colorado Surgical Institute. Just wanted to give you guys a shout out and let you know about the program. We have full arch surgeries. We have lateral sinus lifts. We have block rafting courses all done in one weekend with the whole digital workflow with photogametry units, scanners, 3D printers, milling, you name it, anything regarded to full arch, we cover in depth. We also have a PGCA course. What that is, it's the Postgraduate Clinical Accelerator course where we are going to be covering wisdom teeth, single implants, and it can be complex single implants with vertical sinus lifts. We'll also be covering full arch extractions with ridge reduction, bone grafting, PRP, suturing, and we also will have a course on socket preservation. So if you guys are interested in any of those courses, please reach out to us at Colorado Surgical Institute. The code is HERO10 for 10% off our courses because we love Paul Etchison and his podcast, and we're here to help.